What you got there on your iPad? I'm just looking at uh, at Doctor Who stuff on IMDb. Oh. Yeah. Cool. What do you got there on your uh, laptop? Oh, these are actually uh, Doctor Who news things. Oh, nice. So we might as well get into it. It's the Watchers on the Couch. Welcome back to Watchers on the Couch, a TV and film discussion podcast on the On Its Edge Podcast Network. <laughs> this is the Doctor Who edition, and we are back after a unexpected week off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there was a holiday. Yeah. And, uh, and we were tired. <laughs> we were so tired. <laughs> Didn't have time. Give us a break, people. But, uh... Yeah, so we're uh, we're actually going to cover two episodes. This episode, we're going to give you our thoughts on Kerblam mm-hmm. and the Witchfinders. Yes, we've got some Doctor Who news up that we will talk about later. Uh, some news and rumors about next season, cool, I like as it. well as some things, um, as well as some other things Doctor Who universe related. Okay, great. So, fun and games, fun and games. What's uh, what's uh. Oh, I was just trying to remind myself what Kerblam was. Um, oh. So that's why I was giving myself a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a reminder, reading a summary of what the what the episode was. And yeah. I, I think I I, uh, I got it. Does this come from IMDb? Yeah. Why don't you read the summary? Um, because I found out not too long ago mm-hmm. that, you know, how we always said, like, if you don't watch the show, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Right. We have a couple. Seriously? We have a couple people that listen to the Watchers on the Couch, even though they don't watch necessarily watch the show well, that we're covering. very interesting. They're just fans of us, I guess. That's really nice. I For like to hear that. For some reason. <laughs> I, I don't get it, but okay, cool. Yeah, Kerblam. Uh, it was November 18th, 2018. A mysterious message arrives in a package addressed to the doctor, leading her, Graham, Yaz, and Ryan to investigate the warehouse moon orbiting Con- Kandoka. Kandaka? Sure, why not? And the home of the galaxy's largest retailer. So this is very, uh, very space. reminiscent of Space Amazon. Space Amazon yeah. is exactly what this was. Yeah. Um, what's the uh, what's the rating? Yeah, what's the rating? Seven point oh. Seven point oh out of ten. That's not bad. <laughs> that's actually not bad. Yeah, no, uh, that's not bad at all. I will say that definitely Kerblam. Mm-hmm. My I loved Kerblam. Yeah. It, it was, was that this was actually a legitimately great episode. It was a and I think you called it when you said uh it was the most doctory doctor this season. Yes. And I th- you said that, right? I said that. I didn't dream that. Okay. Uh no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that. That it is it feels more like the original writing. It feels more like the original kind of adventures that they would get into and what the doctor might actually do. In this kind of this kind of situation, as well as actual Doctor Who kind of plot twists, totally um, that we haven't seen so far this season. Like yeah. the, the stories have been pretty, pretty, pretty limit, limit not limited. Well, maybe limited, yeah, depending a little bit. on, but linear. Yeah, they have. Um, they did. There was nothing that really left you guessing, mm-hmm. except why did they do this? Right. But this was a legitimately great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like the summary said right off the bat, the Doctor Who get. The Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Doctor. The Doctor gets a delivery yes. as they're traveling through space yes. from the Space Amazon van, mm-hmm. complete with... <laughs> from the Space Amazon van. No, it just yeah. like appeared. The Kerbam. Kerbam. The well, Kerblam guy just like 
Yeah, but they're trying to outrun it. Oh, okay. Because yeah, they, they didn't realize know, what it was. They don't know what it was. Okay. Um, and then it shows up and leaves the package, uh, complete with your classic creepy Doctor Who yeah. robot assistant person that can't possibly be anything sinister. Right, right. So the the old trope that uh, well, that we hope gets paid off gets paid off. The killer kind of robot, mm-hmm. what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets her package, and it's a fez. Yeah. Which is a nice throwback to the 11th Doctor. Absolutely, Apparently yeah. the 11th Doctor made an order, and uh, it Never just... got it. Just got it now. Well, I mean... It took a you, while. When you travel through time... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard who, to track somebody down. Who knows when they, they'll actually catch up with you. Absolutely. So on the packing slip, she's got... There's a little help notice, or like, help me, or mm-hmm. help yeah, us, said or help, help me. Uh, on the back... Printed on the back mm-hmm. of her invoice... So they uh, they go to the Amazon planet. Yeah. Not the Kerblam plant. They go to the <laughs> Kerblam planet. Right. Um, and it's uh, the moon orbiting Kandoka. Yes. As you said. Yes. That I didn't um, absorb. I didn't either. Yeah. Um, they go to the planet. They uh, disguise themselves at, not really disguise themselves, but like. Pass pose off as, as employees. employees yeah and uh they each get a job work details yeah yeah graham becoming the custodian right um yaz in fulfillment mm-hmm. and then uh the doctor and ryan in i guess packaging packaging packing yeah yeah so right off the bat everybody's got something to do which i like if you're going to have this many companions yeah Make sure they all have their... Their roles. Their roles. Yes. So... Yeah. No, I thought it was really interesting. And then so Yaz is in fulfillment. She meets a very nice guy who's trying to help her, like, learn the ropes and Mm -hmm. um, learns that he has a family and he's been working here just to send money to them and only gets to visit them twice a year, which is really sad. Right. And um, this is another thing that kind of is interesting to me. Like, how do they determine years and time... Outside of the Earth, I guess there's a galactic standard or something. Yeah, there has to be, but it's just—I just thought it was always kind of an interesting, like, unit of time to um, to uh, talk talk about when you aren't actually on our planet. When when you have a family science fiction show like this, you mm-hmm. can't spend a lot of time thinking about things like that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it just gets confusing. You can't say, "Oh, one of our years is." Yeah, I guess that's true. Blah blah blah. Because yeah. that would screw. It's just like up. a really long time. Let's just say, like a, in a really long time. You can't have a sixty-year-old man be twelve years old. It just doesn't. It doesn't work for the brain. True. For the poor Earth brain. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, he uh, helps her out, and they are talking. They're talking in front of these um, these robots mm-hmm. who are absorbing this information, um, whether they want them to listen or not they're just always listening and they're they are super creepy they look can you agree with that yeah i don't know why they were this far into the future and you're intentionally making creepy robots i think by now you should be able to make a human looking robot no i think that's actually more creepy so here's here's the thing like you know that one um ai that i can't remember her name sophia or something like that like she is an actual ai that was developed in russia do you, do you remember this? The one that actually got citizen status yes. in like Saudi Arabia or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah. So she creeps me out because she looks, I mean, if you put hair on her mm-hmm. 
and like gave her like normal clothes, she would look like as close to human as any robot could at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think I'm alone here because I've heard other people say the same thing. Like the more human you try to make something look, the creepier it is. Yeah. Like the more your brain just wants to like push that away. It's called the uncanny valley. Is that what that is? Yeah. It okay. has to do with the fact that the robot, like in the manufacturing processes, humans, hu- the faces of human beings are not perfectly symmetrical mm-hmm. and the robot face is. Yeah. And also it's the eyes. Yeah. There's no actual, there's no, they're not real eyes. Yeah. There's no, there's no light behind those fake. eyes right. or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is that's like not you can, there. You can move, you can move the eyebrows all day long, but there's something conveyed in minor muscle things and yeah. eye movements and things like that that just don't translate. Right. Yeah. So anyway, like these robots were not as realistic as Sasha or Sophia or whatever her name is. I can't think of it. Yeah, but I don't, I don't either, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. These look more like kind of these look really, like toys. Really fancy ventriloquist dummies. They did. They looked like toys that you might get in the 1950s or like an, a, a, like even a an an illustration of mm-hmm. what a delivery person would be in a 1950s ad or 1960s ad oh, or yeah, something yeah. like if that. Oh, you went to, uh, oh, what's it? Uh, is it a uni- was it Universal Studios, the uh, World of Tomorrow? No, that's uh, Disney. Tomorrowland? Of- yeah, that's Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Or Tomorrow World or something like something that. Like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's what I'm thinking of, but yeah, it's almost all like 50, like even the flying cars look very 50. Yeah, everything's like, like a throwback. Even though it's supposed to be futuristic, yeah, but yeah, they were kind of, they were pretty creepy. Even if they didn't look that realistic, they were still like they had that that creepiness. They also had blue glowing eyes. So, yeah, that, like, that, why? That that's help. not necessary, right? Right. Um, and for people who didn't watch the episode, the reason why this poor guy that's working there only sees his family twice a year mm-hmm. is because almost all jobs are automated, right? And there's actually laws in place. For companies to have to have at least a ten percent uh, organic workforce. Organic, I love that. Actually, human, human or otherwise, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Organic. That's so, hilarious. Well, I mean, they don't, they don't necessarily have to be human. There's other. That's true. You're right. There's other races out there. Yeah. Um. So they basically like all. The entire time you think like this is okay, this is like a creepy computer system mm-hmm. that's trying to, you know, get rid of people yeah, or whatever, people. or they have a virus or something like that. So mm-hmm. you definitely think this is the this is the fear that we all have about the future yeah. when it comes to automation and mm-hmm. artificial like intelligence that. taking over and basically creating chaos and evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the Doctor Who twist a is that <laughs> that's not actually what's happening. No. The system is the one that requested help. Yeah. Because. Because a maintenance man that had worked there. Oh, how did he get on? Do you remember? I mean, he got it. He got the job. Uh-huh. Um, but it turned out that he was kind of a, like he was part of a resistance, an, resistance movement. Yeah. Yeah. And he was actually he wanted more than 10% to be working. Yeah. And he was the deal. one that was hacking into systems to get the robots to kill people. Mm-hmm. Ends up blowing up the uh, girl he has a crush on. Yeah. He was going to kill. He was going to murder hundreds of thousands of people and families. He had a whole, uh, yeah, he had all the, he was having the robot guys mm-hmm. hang out in the basement with packages waiting to be delivered. Yeah, the dispatch guys. Yeah. And the 
package of bubble wrap is what uh what triggered the bomb mm-hmm. explosives in the bubble wrap so yep. that'll make Which you think next clever. time yeah that'll make you think next time you pop a bubble <laughs> <laughs> right so cool. yeah this was a this was a really good episode yes. if you haven't watched it yet i actually do encourage watching this yeah. one if you if, if you've been if you've been letting this season pass you by um because of the trolls and even me yeah. saying that this isn't a very good season. Kerblam. I think Check this, it out. I think this episode is definitely worth a yeah. watch. Oh, and the cute little robot, too, that they brought back. The oh, original. The, the, the version one yes. of the delivery. Adorable. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, this was a, this was, you still get the, you still get the bummer episode because you feel for the, you feel for the villain in this. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And then it also ends on a downer note as the delivery guy that dies. Uh, Yaz yeah. wants to. Yaz wants to send something home to his the family. Dispa- not the dispatch. The um, fulfillment guy. Fulfillment guy. That's yeah. What I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, so yeah, this uh, as with everything, almost every episode's kind of a downer at the end. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't think this one was totally a downer because I think the uh, the main manager lady who was in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just like, we're going to try to get more organic employees and like, we're going to try to make this a better workplace for people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were, they were going to do things to, uh, to make it better. Yeah. At the end of the day. So it wasn't a hundred percent bummer like other episodes. No, there was definitely like a hopeful like thing to it, but at the same time, it's also, oh, yeah, but no, that still made it a good episode. And if it was any other season of Mm -hmm. Doctor Who, this would be considered a really good episode. I I think think so too. Um, at least, at least on par with the Twelfth Doctor and Bill with yeah. the robots with the emoji faces. Oh yeah, right. I thought that was a good episode. I don't know what other people thought of it, but mm-hmm. so I think that'll sum up Kerblam pretty well for us. Um, we're not doing any Doctor Boohoo's because we got two episodes to cover. Yeah, we don't have time for that. Yeah, it also brings me down too. It so. brings her. Yeah, it brings Sarah down. Um, <laughs> I think it's a bummer. So I think if we're going to do that, we're going to do it at the end. And I'm only going to do it if they're like, if they're really, funny, if they're really something we can laugh. Yes. At. Perfect. Yeah, not something that's going to make me think poorly of my, uh, my decision making and what I actually enjoy, enjoy in life. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me, just let me enjoy the show. <laughs> can I just please enjoy what we're watching and yeah. not have to like tear it apart? Yeah. So if you, if you've been watching and enjoying this season and you're getting, put out by me talking about it i do apologize but we wouldn't have been doing this uh we wouldn't have been covering this season if we hadn't been legitimately excited about covering this season. oh i know i know because we love doctor who yes and yeah we so. love what it stands for so um, anyway so let's jump into the witch finders episode eight Is it the eight? witch finders okay sure I have another summary for you. You ready for it? Yes, please give a summary. Okay. So, arriving in 17th century Lanshire, the TARDIS team becomes embroiled in a witch trial. With the arrival of King James I, the hunt for witches intensifies. However, could something more dangerous be at play? Can the Dr. Graham, Yaz, and Ryan keep the populace of Bilehurst Crag safe from the forces surrounding the land? Okay. So, you and I haven't talked about this episode yet. We just watched it. Last night. Oh, Last, no, two nights two ago. Ni- it was two nights ago yeah. at this point. Um, what did you think of the episode? I'm trying to think, like, I kind of, I had a little bit of issue with parts of it. I'm try- Give me a second to, like, get my thoughts together. Okay, well, I'll, uh, I'll do some talking here. Okay. One of the things that I was noticing when I was flipping through and looking for news, I didn't actually read the article, but 
this episode's getting a lot of props for actually being an episode that you could only do if you had a female doctor. Mm. Like, this probably wouldn't have worked with... Oh, yeah, no, it wouldn't have. Any other... You're absolutely right. It wouldn't have... Like, the way that they played it out, it wouldn't have worked. If they had used a female companion for the doctor's role in some parts, it would have been fine, but... Yeah, but... Even then, like, you'd you'd have to have the doctor... Um, way back seat yeah but way back seat or like preoccupied with something else so they didn't know what was going on yeah that could have been a way to do it yeah i this episode was probably really good what's the rating on it oh it's not great oh it's, it's not uh-uh, it's 6.5 oh that's i mean it's not is yeah I'm trying to think here I just had it. I'm pretty sure it's 6.5. Okay. Well, yes. that's fine. Yes, it is. Out of 10. Um, I didn't care for the episode that much, mm-hmm. but that isn't really necessary a reflection of the quality of the episode. Uh-huh. I have a real issue with anything that's old-timey witch hunty <laughs> stuff. Why? I don't. I like, uh, what is the Crucible? I don't like that. Okay. Um. I didn't like Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least the Johnny, the one where Johnny Depp's the Headless Horseman, yeah. and uh, no, Johnny Depp's not the Headless Horseman. Christopher Walken's the Headless Horseman. Johnny Depp's at Godot Crane. Yeah. Anyway, though, they can tie that into witchy stuff. I don't know if it's because I got so burned out on witches in the '90s. Oh yeah. Or if it's because in college I actually took religious literature courses mm-hmm. that covered witch stuff okay like i read parts of the witch's hammer which they never uh, even heard of it it's 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 really it's what 11th century or something like that okay it's a hard i mean it was translated um actually no it wasn't translated it was in english but it was really really weird english like the letters that they used and things like that yeah um but it, it was it was basically about um, like the church would convince women to martyr themselves and their children if they were accused of witchcraft, Holy so hell. they would be uh, so they'd be saved. So they yeah, so they'd be saved um, or um, redeemed for their sins or whatever. Yeah. By, yeah. Oh wow. And then so for for the listener at home, I don't normally talk about this, but I am went to I went to Catholic school until. I was like 13 Mm. and we moved. I went to public school. Mm -hmm. And after that, I became very, very atheist. Mm -hmm. And I still remain very atheist. So anything that's like religious... um, Has religious undertones? Well, not religious undertones. I like religious undertones. Okay. I still very much enjoy Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, (laughs) Okay. um, I I, I like religion in in the same way that I like any other mythology. Sure. But anything that has to do with legitimate real world religious persecution mm-hmm. for entertainment value yeah. or in retold in entertainment form, I have a real problem with it. I don't like it. Yeah. So that's, that's why I didn't like the episode that much. There are aspects of the episode that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the doctor in this episode. Yeah, I do too. It definitely took some twists and turns that I, I wasn't wholly expecting. Like it it went away that it it became the issue became something that I was not even like prepared for. Alien mud? Yes. Yeah. It was just so so odd. And so like at the very end when they were um when they were trying to escape 
when the alien mud was trying to escape from the it just looked mm-hmm. so goofy it looks so freaking goofy <laughs> um but yeah i uh I don't know. When it comes to like witch trial kind of stuff, it always it always reminds me of and I think I told you about this um before we watched the show and you said, "Oh, that's that could be triggering." Um so when I was really young, like I had this very intense dream and I still remember it very vividly where I was uh I was a witch and, or I was being accused of being a witch and I was I was chased through the streets through um uh with villagers with like pitchforks and and fire and like and i um i was chased into a lake and i remember jumping into the lake and that was the first time i've ever had like a night terror Mm -hmm. because i actually woke myself up screaming from it and so like that's probably why i remember it so vividly but i was really young at that time what would you have possibly watched that would i have no idea i don't was it like a some kind of church thing i don't know i don't know but it was just one of those things like it's just like it really like stuck with me because it was just so bizarre but um and it felt so real but uh but yeah so it's just like always come back to that but this this episode was just really interesting in that way that like everybody like a mob is so scary. Yeah. You know? Cuz one person one person pointing the finger at you saying you did something that you didn't and then the rest of the people being like, "Well, I don't want that finger pointed at me, so I'm going to agree with this person." Right. Oh, it's just terrifying. But um on a lighter note. Yeah. Despite the fact that King James is kind of a doof. Oh, he was sweet on Ryan. Yeah. He was totally sweet he was, on Ryan. He was, Alan Cumming was actual, was legitimately delightful to watch he play was. the role, even though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this was this was actually a really good Ryan episode, too, in my opinion. Yeah, I think both, so, too. Both Kerblam and The Witch Finders actually have me turned around on Ryan. Good. I, I'm finally starting to enjoy Ryan. Excellent. Um, especially how he just kind of goes with the flow. Yeah. With, with the... Uh, with the King James stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just whatever. Whatever, man. And I still think Graham, uh, Brad Brad Walsh is... No, he's great. He's the best. Yeah, he's really good. He's, he, he, he's in my running for top companion all time. <laughs> okay. All right. But I don't have a lot to... Yeah, we don't have a lot to say about that. It, it, it was. It's basically just like, a, hey, there's, there's witch trials going mm-hmm. on. There's a really angry woman who, yeah. in charge of the town that's, yeah. that's leading all of it. King James comes to help uh, root out the witch problem. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor, uh, they, find some, they find some weird goings-ons. Mm-hmm. And turns out that it's not witches. It's uh, alien creatures that mm-hmm. are imprisoned under a hill. Yes. That uh, get semi-released when the woman, uh, the female landowner, uh, chops down. Right. Why was it obstructing her view? It's a beautiful tree. Like She wants to see over the hill. So stupid. Well. Anyway. She's dead now, so. Yeah. Doesn't matter. She's been dead for a long time, technically. <laughs> she was never really lived. Well, we don't know that. Yeah. Okay. Just just because uh, Graham says that I've never heard of her before. Yeah. <laughs> I've done this tour. <laughs> so, yeah, I, there's not really a lot to say about the Witchfinders outside yeah. of that. I think you're right. It's, I mean, it's not a bad watch. Um, just not one of my favorites. But, again, that's because of the subject matter and not because of the quality of the episode itself. Yeah. Well, let's get into some Doctor Who news. 
if we're going to do that. And rumors. Okay, great. I have, I have news and rumors. First of all, Series 12. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, this comes from the uh, the popular science fiction publication Starburst Magazine, okay. which I had never heard of. I've never heard of it either. But apparently it's very popular. Okay. Um, series 12 went in produ- into production within the last two weeks. Seriously? Oh. Um, and it's planned to air in fall of 2019 instead of the assumed spring of 2020. Excellent. Um, that is supposedly confirmed by the BBC as okay. well. So Great. Season 12 is underway. Um, what else about season 12? Well, that's when we get into the rumor part. Mm-hmm. So, this might um, be what I heard, you've, too. You've already, yeah, it's, it's, it's been popping up in places. Um, whether or not showrunner Chris Chibnall and Jodie Whittaker are leaving Doctor Who. Right. Um, so there's been a lot of blogs and things about that um, reporting on this. Um Almost all of them also point back to the magazine Starburst. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't able to actually find a link to whatever the source article was. Sorry. But some of the rumors that I uh, or some of the bullet points that I have in my notes came from a fairly popular Doctor Who fan site called Outpost Scaro. Okay. Um Basically, the gist is I'll have a link to the actual article or whatever articles I find in the show notes. But I'll, I'll give you the quick rundown. Yeah, what do they have to say? Doctor Who has been pretty successful for the BBC on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, so despite what trolls and me say, <laughs> apparently <laughs> Doctor Who's doing just fine. Good. Um, but because of that, the BBC wants to air Series 12 in 2019. Right. Supposedly they also want to return the Christmas Day special. <laughs> Good, they should. Um, however... Um, what the big rumor is, is that Chibnall is likely to leave once his writing duties are complete with mm-hmm. Series 12. Okay. Um, because he's unhappy behind the scenes. Um, what have you heard? Just that Jody and... and okay, Eve. so you just you just know the headline. Yeah, that's okay. it. Um, supposedly, uh, Chibnall thinks that a series a year is yeah. unsustainable. Okay. Um, to, I don't. Is know. he the? He's the main writer. The he's head the writer. Okay. So, but I'm sure he has staff. He has other people helping him. I would hope. Yeah, I mean, I think in general he thinks. So I don't know. I've heard this before. Like even Capaldi had mentioned like how crazy pr- the production the schedule is uh, yeah. for Doctor Who. Right. Um. So I'm not sure. Again. Doctor Who's a huge show, and they have a pretty. I guess they have a decent ish budget Mm -hmm. um as far as bbc standards go probably not as much as an american show Mm -hmm. but an american show still cranks out like a 20 episode yeah season a year right with no problem so i don't know if that's just because in in america when you do a show like uh, like you're watching i zombie Mm -hmm. Uh, you're binging i zombie when you do i zombie you're pretty much only doing i zombie that's all I'm watching, yeah. Uh, but in the BBC, people tend to do other stuff mm-hmm. while they're doing, while they're doing their shows because their 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 shows are smaller. Okay. Um, in terms of runtime and things like that. Okay. So, so you're talking about like actors and people in production and yeah. all that. They're they have other jobs besides the main job. Of, uh, yeah, even the besides, actors. Okay. Because um, I mean, supposedly even Bradley Walsh has a game show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me that. Um, that's that's why I heard. Um. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I maybe it's also because the the pool of actors in that in, for the BBC mm-hmm. or in, in the UK is more limited. More limited. Yeah. Um. So you'll see a lot of the same people. Yeah. Even double you cast do. in Doctor Who. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I love it. Um. So yeah, I mean, it, even though, I mean, Moffat and Russell T Davies seem to be able to do a season mm-hmm. a year. Yeah. Um, except for the one season with David Tennant, but that's because David Tennant was doing a play. Yeah. And instead of a full season, they did four movies okay. that year. Um, so interesting. Yeah. That's what I heard too. That was, that was the word on the street that, um, that Jody and the, the head writer were going to be signing off. Well, I have more, I have more rumors. Oh, you do. In, in relation to that. Okay. Um, again, these come from Outpost Scarrow. All right. Um, as a result of Chibnall's unhappiness and the accelerated timetable that the BBC wants Series 12 to come out, mm-hmm. Series 12 will probably have a reduced episode count of <laughs> five or six episodes. Great. Plus the Christmas episode. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, at least there's a Christmas episode. Maybe. We'll see. To. I mean, again, rumors. Right. Not spoilers, rumors. Yeah, No. Um, that's just so frustrating to me though, like that they would truncate an entire season to five or six episodes just so they can get it out, just so they can get it out. Just so they don't have to like, I don't know. That's, that's very frustrating as a, as somebody who really enjoys watching that show, you know, cause when we started watching it, how many, how many episodes per season would you say? Not when you and I, not when you started watching it, but like. David Tennant and Matt Smith, like those seasons seem to run longer. Some of those had more than 10 for sure. Yeah. Um, and it might also be that the reviews that are coming in aren't that good too. You know, I mean, maybe BBC says that they're doing fine and they want to keep it going, but maybe they're just like, okay, well, we've got to run with Jody and blah, blah, blah. And this other guy, you know, and so let's just truncate it. Maybe. That's a lot of speculation. I know. <laughs> on top of rumors that we have no idea <laughs> what the validity is. Um, one of the other things that from that article, and there's no real reason given, mm-hmm. but that it's unlikely that Bradley Walsh or Tosin Cole will continue to be regular companions in season 12. Oh, okay. Um, I guess maybe because they have other acting gigs or yeah. other things like that to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in addition... Jodie Whittaker reportedly also seems likely to live leave with Chibnall. Okay. Um, and depending on which blog you read, they'll either cite that she'd be leaving in solidarity with Chibnall because she worked with him on Broadchurch. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say it's because, uh, the again, the production schedule that Chibnall is against also unsustainable for Jodie as she's a young mother, mm-hmm. which I think is sexist to say. Unless that came directly from her. Unless it came from Jody, yeah. Like, that a, is pretty... like a woman can't work hard even that's, if she has kids. Uh, yeah, that's frustrating. Um, so we'll probably, well, rumor, rumored to regenerate in the 2019 Christmas episode. Okay. That's the end of the rumors. Again, take that, which is much salt. A grain, <laughs> a handful, whatever you want. Take all the salt. Yeah. I don't, ha- I don't know any Doctor Who salt references. I'm sure there are some after 50 years that there was some kind of salt joke I could have made, but I'm just not that... Uh... How about you You pause this for a second? Let me okay. see. No, that's okay. We don't <laughs> need to do that. But thank you for trying to make me funnier than I am. <laughs> um, one of the things that did come out 
is we have the synopsis for the New Year's special. Oh, you do? Okay. I do. I have the synopsis. All right. And I've got something fun to show you after that. Okay. So the synopsis for the New Year's special, again, there's no title for this yet, but as the new year begins, a terrifying, a terrifying evil is stirring from across the centuries of Earth's history as the Doctor, Ryan, Graham, and Yaz return home. Will they be able to overcome the threat to planet Earth? I don't know. Will they? I don't know. But with that, on the Doctor Who Twitter, they shared a picture. And I will show it to you. And again, I will have it in the show notes. Oh, nice. So for the listeners at home, yeah. I am showing a picture of Jodie Whittaker mm-hmm. um, as the 13th Doctor Fireworks in the background. Sporting a very nice, long, colorful scarf, reminiscent of maybe some other doctor that we know. Yeah. Um, Cool. So pretty cool. Yeah. Again, that will be in the show notes. Yeah. Oh, what else do I have? I don't know. It's, uh... Okay, I only have two two more things, and then we can call this episode good. All right. So, we have to get on this big finish train. What are you talking about? The big finish audio, Doctor Who audio stuff. We got to get on this train. Okay. We got to jump on it. Big finish audio. Big, big finish is the company that produces the Doctor Who audio oh, stuff. I mentioned them. Okay. They're doing the, yeah. the Victorian. Sorry. Yeah. Well, hot off of that. Yeah. Billy Piper returning as Rose <gasps> Tyler in a new oh, audio big... series. What? Yes. Uh, this comes from the Independent. Um, another Doctor Who miniseries by big finish um it's going to be a four episode series mm-hmm. called rose tyler the dimension canon okay <laughs> um it's based upon a premise by the original new who showrunner mm-hmm. russell t davis um he didn't actually write it but apparently he the people that did write it worked or talked to him closely he outlined it and they were uh, yeah yeah um it fills in the time frame between when she leaves at the end of season two. Okay. Um, yeah. The Doomsday, is that Doomsday? It, I think yeah. is the name of that episode. And when she returns near the end of the fourth season. Is it the Doomsday episode? I thought it was Bad Wolf. I thought that was the Bad Wolf episode. No, that's the end of the first season. Oh, okay. Uh, Doomsday, I'm pretty sure Doomsday is the name of the episode okay. with the Daleks and the Cybermen. Oh, yes, you're right. Um, and the time that she returns from the other dimension um, to help out at whatever. I can't remember the name of that last mm-hmm. episode is either. Okay. Of uh, the second to last episode of season four. Um, also in it are going to be uh, the actors of uh, Rose's parents, Jackie and Pete, whose names I forgot to actually write down. But mm-hmm. the people that played Jackie and Pete are doing cool. their voices. Very nice. Um, scheduled to be released in September of 2019. Neat. So, yeah, we definitely should uh, take a listen. There's all kinds. I mean, there's all kinds of Doctor Who stuff voiced by like original people, like That's companion awesome. stories. There's like a River Song one. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Most of the Eighth Doctor is audio. Yeah. Um, there's stuff with the uh, the Fourth Doctor, mm-hmm. Tom Baker, mm-hmm. which leads us into our last uh, bit of Who news. New Doctor Who novel written by Tom Baker. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um it's called it's called Scratch Man. Okay. The premise of which began in the nineteen seventies 
uh, back when Tom Baker was doing the show. They were pitching story ideas between seasons. Um, it actually did get written into some kind of script, but they never made an episode of it. Okay. Um, it was he, Doctor or Tom, <laughs> Tom Baker was mm-hmm. trying to like get it made for a long time, even after he was the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it one at one point, I, uh, supposedly at one point it was pitched to be a Doctor Who movie. Yeah. Um, so it's crazy. It's uh, so essentially we have a Doctor Who story forty years in the making. Nice. <laughs> um, but I do have the premise for that as well. Oh, let's hear it. Um, what are you afraid of? The Doctor, Harry, and Sarah Jane Smith arrive at a remote Scottish island when their holiday is cut short by the appearance of strange creatures, hideous scarecrows, preying on the local population. Oh no. The islanders are living in fear and the Doctor vows to save them all, but it doesn't go to plan. Oh no. The time travelers <laughs> have fallen into a trap and Scratch, and scratch Man is coming for them. Who's Scratch Man? With the fate of the universe <laughs> hanging in the balance, the Doctor must battle an ancient force from another dimension. Oh. One who claims to be the devil. Yikes. Scratch Man wants to know what the Doctor is most afraid of, and the Doctor's worst nightmares are coming out to play. Wow. If you were the devil, you'd think you'd already know what, what uh, the Doctor's worst nightmare is already. I don't, I don't know how devils work. But, Interesting. Uh, I'll show you the cover. I have a picture of the cover. Okay. As I hit the microphone with yeah. my laptop. Lovely. Again, like it. It'll be in the show notes. Um, so yeah, Scratch Man comes out in January mm-hmm. of 2019, um, along with an audiobook also read by Tom Baker. Cool. So that's our Who News for this episode. Love it. Regardless of how you feel about this new series, yeah. it's still a good time to be a Who fan because there's all Absolutely. kinds of stuff coming out there's all the time. All kinds of good Who content to ingest and most of it i've never ingested because i only watch the show yeah we should totally get what on the audiobook situation why haven't we done that yet i don't know man we need to get uh need to get an audible sponsorship and uh get some uh <laughs> yeah it's uh it's yeah, cool and then to download some of those that's awesome i had i forgot to write down the synopsis for the next episode oh that's called uh it's, it comes for you or something like that it or, takes you away it takes you away so you want to hear it yes please all right on the edge of a Norwegian fjord. Fjord? Fjord. Okay. Or Ford. It, let, depend, let it can me, be either. Let me start over. On the edge of a Norwegian fjord, in the present day, the doctor, Ryan, Graham, and Yaz discover a boarded-up cottage and a girl named Han, or Hannah, in need of their help. What has happened here? What monsters lurk in the woods around the cottage and beyond? I'm pining for those fjords. <laughs> okay. Excellent. I'm interested in seeing this one. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. A little less. Th- almost everything in this season took place in the past. Yeah. We're going to have to watch that one a little bit later than we normally do, though. Because I'm going to be... You're going to be out of town. Yes. So, yeah, it's going to be an, it's going to be a late episode next week. Yeah. Um, Sarah's, Sarah's going to New York. Yeah. She's... Uh, the angel is taking Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So... It is. Except you're not going to Manhattan. Are you going to Manhattan? Yeah, I am. Oh, you are? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's cool. Yeah, it is. It is cool. I hope you have a nice trip. Thank you. Not, uh, you, you might see me before I leave, but yeah. Oh, I'm sure I will. Yeah. <laughs> Are you leaving now? No. After we record? So, anyway. So, yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Mm-hmm. Only two episodes left of this season of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. So. That's we'll, correct. And then we have the. Uh, the the New, Year's special, New Year's special. Which that airs on New Year's Day. Correct. So. Yeah. We'll have one episode in the new year. Yeah. 
And then, who knows? Yep. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, as always, thank you for listening. Oh, before I forget. Yeah. Um, by the time you're listening to this, a new episode of Watchers at the Movies has dropped. Mm, our November episode with Sarah, myself, Nick and Debbie, as we discussed Fantastic Beast 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. You have to say it, Vald. Vald, yeah, Grindelwald. We, we discussed Grindelwald. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's available in the main Watchers on the Couch feed as well as the Watchers at the Movies feed. So yeah, check it check out. That, yeah, check that out. Um, we don't know what we're going to do for January yet. So we have ideas, though. We do, and by the time you're listening to this, there's probably going to be a poll on our Twitter and our Facebook of some potential movies that we're thinking about doing, and mm-hmm. we'll let you guys vote and see what you think. Yeah. So until next time, I'm Tim Pigrell. I'm Sarah Pigrell. Thank you for spending some timey-wimey with us. Mm-hmm. And now our watch has ended. Until next one. <laughs>